Hey, everybody. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to June 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is Short Stuff. Dave's here. He says hi. Um, He's not really here. Jerry's here. She says hi, too. At any rate, this is Short Stuff, and I've just wasted a terrible amount of time. That's right. And this uh, episode makes me think of the great song Pet Politics by Silver Jews, uh, R.I.P. Dave Berman. Full stop. Okay. Uh, so it makes me think, Chuck, of animals that have been elected to office. Because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we are. It's, there's apparently a long tradition, not just in the United States, where it's surprisingly prevalent, but around the world, people have elected animals to office, sometimes to make a point, sometimes to raise money for the local whatever, um, sometimes to insult people, usually other politicians. But there's like a pretty lengthy history of it. There is, and it's funny when you sent me the sources for this. Uh, Fodor's, how do you pronounce that? I think you just said it. Fodor's was one of them, and then I was like, Reader's Digest has got to be one of these. And sure enough, Reader's Digest was one of the sources. Yeah, <laughs> it's right it up really their alley. is. Yeah, totally. Um, so one of the one of the first um, examples I came across is um, of a uh, a guy who is a mayor. He was a human. His name was Kenneth Simmons. And he was the mayor of Milton, Washington back in 1938. And he put up a donkey. Uh, he nominated a donkey as a committee uh, committeeman, a precinct committeeman, uh, to, I guess, work with the donkey. And the donkey's name was Boston Curtis. But the thing was, Milton, Washington didn't tell anybody that Boston Curtis was a donkey. He just nominated him and added him to the ballot. That's right. And this was uh, clearly one of those cases where someone was like, our constituents don't even do their due diligence. They don't do their homework. They don't even care. They would just assume vote for a donkey is how the movie scene would go. And even though this mule ran unopposed, uh, I think it was a mule. Is it, there's a difference, right? Oh, yeah, there yeah. is. Please, God, tell me it wasn't a mule because I've been saying donkey this whole time. Well, I th- Fodor's says it was a mule. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take it. That's right. I'll take the hit. Uh, so the mule did run unopposed, but still... Uh, I think the point was made that these the constituents still did not do their due diligence because uh, it's not that they didn't think he was going to win because it was uncontested, but the fact that it got so many votes clearly indicated that no one was doing their homework. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if it is uncontested, if you know it's a donkey, you don't just vote for the donkey. <laughs> exactly. Unless it's possible that all those voters were like, "Yeah, I'm I'm tired. I'm ready for a change." Yeah. So that's a pretty good example. That's an unusual example. More often than not, if an animal is elected to office, it is out and proud as an animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, there's there's a there, like everybody's everyone knows that they're voting for an animal. Like there's and it usually takes place in a town that's unincorporated, mm-hmm. so there's not an actual official mayoral position. Sure. And then usually they're trying to raise money for that town. Yeah. And it works, too. It's a fun thing. So they will put up, uh, here's an example, in Michigan, in Omina, Michigan, uh, they raised seven grand for their historical society 
and this is just a few years ago in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, when a cat named Sweet Tart, which I love, great name for a cat, it really is, uh, won as mayor, and then they just filled up the town's government with uh, other pets. I think there was uh, the vice mayor was a puppy named Punkin Anderson Harder. Yeah. Uh, special assistant for foul affairs was Penny the chicken. And then press it, uh, secretary was Harvey the goat. I'm sorry, Harley the goat. Har- right. Not Harvey the goat. So, that that would not have worked out. Um, so Omina, Michigan is actually fairly uh, um, well known for that. Uh, and there's another town that's pretty well known for it called Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Gross. I'll let that one sink in for a second. <laughs> yeah. And in Rabbit Hash, they had a longstanding mayor, a dog named Lucy Lou, who was mayor for eight years. Aww. And then I think Lucy Liu resigned or retired, I guess, mm-hmm. not resigned in disgrace or anything like Richard Nixon, <laughs> but instead said, I'm going to go, you know, enjoy my retirement. And so Lucy Liu was succeeded by a dog named Brynneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> and Brynneth, I found out, ran on a platform, Chuck, uh-huh. of restoring the general store. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good platform in a town like Rabbit Hash. And then... Quote, to bring the yokels of rabbit hash and beyond, plenty of peace and love, end quote. I thought the platform you were going to say was that they ran on uh, was cruising together. (laughs) Right. Man, you just triggered me. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Should we take a break and talk about more of this silliness afterward? I think so. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch. Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Hey, everyone. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. So remember way back, probably a week or so ago, in the um, the choir that escaped that explosion episode? Sure. Like five minutes you ago said, for us. <laughs> and you said that you were glad there wasn't some, like, dark part to the whole thing? Uh-huh. Well, this one does kind of have a dark part, yeah. and we're about to enter it. Yeah, this was, uh, I believe you're probably talking about Lajitas, Texas. 
Yes. Uh, an un- unincorporated town. And they uh, have another symbolic mayoral seat that they do for animals. And this one involved, a, uh, I guess what you would call a, a dynasty, a family of goats. Uh, the first one was Clay Henry, not Henry Clay, right. uh, elected in 1986. And then Henry was, and this is all just like shameful. They fed Henry beer and it was like, look at that goat, drink beer. And get, like, wasted drunk from accounts that I read. Yeah, it said, like, up to 35 beers in a single day, which you should not give an animal alcohol. This is all very shameful. Yeah. And uh, this animal, uh, Clay Henry lived at the general store there where it would lap up this beer and was succeeded by Clay Henry Jr., who it looks like killed Clay Henry Sr.? Yes, allegedly they were both drunk, and Clay Henry Jr. headbutted Clay Henry Sr. and killed him. Oh, my Lord. And then took over as mayor, or was appointed mayor, I guess, by the human who runs the general store. By divine right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then there was a third, too, right? Yeah, you talk about the third. Oh, all right. Clay the third uh, was also a beer drinker because these people in uh, Texas just kept giving these goats beer. Not just any beer, too. Lone Star beer. Oh, of course it was. Uh, And this goat was uh, castrated by a local man who was upset that the goat mayor was drinking on Sunday. And as I was about to crawl out of my skin with anger, I read the next line that this person did face animal cruelty charges. Yes. So that's according to Roadside America. I couldn't, couldn't find it anywhere else. But it's a heck of a story either way. It is. And thank you for putting that last part on me. You're welcome. Sure. Uh, and and then also another long tradition of animals becoming elected to office, Chuck, is uh, to basically shame politicians. To basically say, you stink. Yeah. We think you're terrible and animals better than you. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, you know, we think you're rats, so we're going to elect a cat. Or we think you're... Um, uh, lazy, so we're going to elect a cat, right. or you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. I'd say a sloth, but sure. Yeah, so that's kind of a tradition as well, right? Yeah, there was uh, one actually happened in Mexico not too long ago in 2013, uh, and they were upset about the rats in the town, or you know, rats in the political sense, and, right. and maybe rats. Period. Who knows? Uh, and they elected a cat named Morris, who was not orange. Uh, tabby, but a black and white cat named Morris, a tuxedo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Morris was nominated for mayor of uh, La Hapa. What's what, what I took it as? Wahapa? Wahalapa. I think it's Wahapa, probably. Wahalapa. Wahalapa. Yeah. I nailed it that last time. Did you? Okay. Uh, and the, there was a couple of students, and as you'll see with a lot of these, sometimes it's the younger generation who would do it as a joke. But then it caught on on social media. This cat gets about 150,000 likes on Facebook and then Mm -hmm. got 7,500 actual votes on Election Day. Which in the 21st century, if you get the most votes on Facebook, you automatically are elected to political office. That's right. Um, there, another cat, this, this one in Alaska was elected because th- he was a write-in, I believe. The town's 900 residents wrote him in, even though there were humans on the ballot, to basically just show their disgust at how bad the, the human uh, candidates were. Yeah. And a similar thing also happened way back in 1959 in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where there was a, um, a rhinoceros called cacareco, which means garbage, 
Um, and he beat 500 other city, can- city council candidates, uh, garnering 100,000 votes, which is pretty, pretty great for a rhino. That's right. Uh, and then about 10 years later in uh, Canada, there was an actual mm-hmm. rhinoceros party. Um, and I don't know, was it literally inspired by the Brazilian rhino? I couldn't tell. Okay. I could not tell. Uh, but it's obviously a satirical political party, and the argument that was being made was uh, these uh, they're perfect politicians because they are, quote, thick-skinned, slow-moving, not too bright, uh, mm-hmm. but can still move fast when in danger. Uh, yeah. And not, not the rhino that you hear these days bandied about in American politics. Different kind of thing. What's a rhino these days? R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, as I was asking, I was like, shut up, Josh, shut yeah. up. You know this. <laughs> it's, uh, that's dumb. There's another uh, legendary one, too, that uh, I had not heard about. But when I started researching, I was like, oh, this is a, a thing. There was a pig called Pegasus the Immortal that was nominated as president for president by the Yippies back in the 1968 Democratic Convention. And that was an enormously turbulent, brutal convention. It took place in Chicago. The CPD showed up and beat everybody up every night, arrested everybody for protesting the Vietnam War and all sorts of stuff. Um, And the Yippies were the Youth International Party, uh, co-founded by Abby Hoffman, and eventually became the Chicago 8 and then the Chicago 7. So that whole jam. And then Chicago the band. That's right. And then then just Peter Cetera. And then, so in the midst of this crazy chaotic uh, event, this the Democratic Convention in Chicago in 1968, the Yippies nominated Pegasus, and they brought this 145-pound pig to a press conference to nominate him, basically saying, like, we're just going with a real pig because all the other politicians yeah. are, are pretend pigs. We're just, why, why not just elect a, a real pig this time? And they got about half of that out into the microphone before the Chicago police arrested him for breathing in public yeah. and confiscated poor Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, they arrested a pig. Yeah. Technically, they confiscated it, but we like to say arrested the pig. Sure. Uh, along with the seven yippies that were, uh, you know, protesting and, I guess, caring for this pig. And I believe that Pegasus was uh, handed over eventually to the Anti-Cruelty Society and the yippies would go and visit and then was like, you got a free Pegasus, I'm sorry, Pegasus, Mm-hmm. And let Pegasus fly, and they did so eventually. And Pegasus, if you if you believe the story uh, that you tell every kid when you actually put an animal down, uh, they went <laughs> to live on a farm outside the city for the rest of its life. I saw it in the Chicago Tribune, so Hopefully I'm hoping it was real. true. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And then we really can't talk about animals and politics if we don't talk about the OG, right? Caligula's horse. Yeah. What was uh, Incitatus? That's yeah. That's what I think too. All right. So this was Pegasus Incitatus. <laughs> this was Caligula's favorite horse, and was appointed to serve as uh, consul to the Roman Senate. And uh, but th- aren't people saying that like this isn't true? Actually, this didn't happen. Yeah, they think that it was part of a smear campaign by some of his contemporary or shortly after him, like political enemies who were smearing him. And they're saying that it's probably, like, not true. Okay. But they also caveat that, which is another kind of Roman thing, um, with uh, the the idea that if Caligula did do that, 
He didn't do it because he was mad or insane. He would have done it as a, an act of humiliating the senators, saying, like, Look, my horse is a better senator than you guys are. Yeah, which is sort of in the tradition we see today. Yeah, exactly. It's a longstanding tradition. I love it. All the way back to Roman times. Yeah. So get out there and vote, everybody. Rock the vote by rocking your favorite animal candidate next time you go to the polls. The end. Short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 